Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me, too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Jean Andrus, the menopause guru, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. And today I am here with Lekka Feynman. And Lekka is a good friend, and she is a health and fitness coach. And she says she helps women connect with their strength and learn to nourish themselves so they can feel confident and healthy in all stages of life. She does this through one-on-one coaching and women's wellness retreats. Lekka, it is so good to see you today. Welcome. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Anything else you'd like to add to that introduction there? That Yeah, that's kind of, you know, me in a nutshell. I'm an athlete and a coach and a mom and just trying to help as many women as I can. Well, then I have to say this because this is pretty special. Um, Lekka, you just competed not too very long ago in the World CrossFit Championships, was it? Uh, well, it's called the CrossFit Games, and it CrossFit is a worldwide Games. competition. Oh, my yes. gosh. And yes. tell everybody how you finished, because I think this is just outstanding. Thank you. I ended up in fifth place this year out of, well, there were 10 women competing in my age division, the 55 to 59 division. And it was my fourth time actually competing at the CrossFit Games. And it's kind of like, you know, the Olympics of the CrossFit world. So there's quite a long uh, process of qualifying to even be able to get there, starting with, you know, everyone in the entire world and a series of, you know, events that you have to make it through to actually be able to get there. So it's even just to be there to me felt like a big accomplishment. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Super amazing accomplishment. I am so proud of you, proud of you Thank and proud you. to know you, you as a athlete and a competitor and coach and friend. So Leka, let's go back a little bit because I think you and I have similar stories about our athletic journey. So tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are as a coach and competitor. Yeah, I didn't start out that way. That's for sure. I grew up in a very rural area in Northern California. So I was, you know, pretty active just living you know, we had a large piece of land and we grew a lot of our own food and I had a horse. And so I was, you know, outside a lot doing, you know, farm type work. So I used my body and I practiced yoga starting from a very young age, but I was never a competitive athlete. I definitely wasn't encouraged, probably actually discouraged. My, you know, my mom was a hippie. And so we were very like alternative (laughs) lifestyle, which I learned a lot and had values instilled in me that I'm grateful for to this day. However, as far as being an athlete, that didn't come until much later in life for me. It wasn't until I was in my, I was 
turning 40 actually. And I was, my marriage was falling apart. I was going through, you know, a rocky divorce and I had been, you know, doing yoga and Pilates and staying active and healthy, but nothing really as far as being a competitive athlete. And then um, at that point in time, I was introduced to CrossFit through my younger brother and he had um, found it in college. He's much younger than me and was like, you know, this is going to change your life. This is going to change the world. You got to do this thing. And I was kind of like, I'm good. I've got my yoga. I've got my Pilates. I don't want to you know, I don't want to get big and bulky. And uh, so I went to a CrossFit class with him just to really you know, get him to shut up and get off my back. And I immediately was like, I fell in love with it and was hooked. Like I just, the intensity of it. And I saw all these, you know, women like that were just so strong and so welcoming. Um, so that was kind of the beginning of, a, you know, a journey for me. And, I, you know, at that point, um, I started going to CrossFit classes and over the years it became more of a regular thing. But I, at that time, you know, I couldn't do a pull up and I couldn't run, you know, a block without stopping. I um, didn't know what a barbell was. I, you know, I couldn't climb the rope. I just, I didn't know how to do anything. And so, yeah, I just, I little by little, I just learned and, and, at one at finally, after a few years into it, it took about five years. Um, so by this point, I was 45. That was when I started to make the shift to thinking of myself um, as an athlete, actually. And it took all of these other women that I bonded with, you know, inspiring me and encouraging me and the coaches helping me and, and learning. But I saw that once I started to gain these skills and this confidence and it, you know, it, it spread into my, the rest yeah. of my life. And it was a shift for me that, that identity shift and how I treated myself and how I began to think of fueling myself so that I could be stronger and do more and for performance instead of like how I looked. So that was a big shift for me. Pretty amazing. So for you, for me, I was a little later starting and mine happened to be running. So for me, it was when I was 48, I decided that I was going to run as a literally as a way to get back in shape and just fell in love with being the identity of being an athlete, being a runner for me was just so important in my personal journey towards wellness and health after menopause. I mean, well, during and after menopause. So for me, it was a little later, but it was that same wonderful change of self into this person who I ne had never been before. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It's cool. I mean, I think it's, you know, again, it, it just keeps coming back to it's never too late, right? It's never too late to start and to step exactly. into that identity at any time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there were a couple of things. So that was uh, the other thing that you said that I felt like was really um, something that a lot of women, as I, as I did train, worked as a trainer and working with some of my clients after, after I really stopped training and became more of a health coach is this whole idea of big and bulky and strength training is bringing us into this really super masculine place and, and, big and bulky. And I want to say, mm -hmm. you know, this is an audio podcast at first. So certainly I can look at you and say, you're 
what I would call ripped. Thank you. <laughs> and you have you have amazing arms and back muscles. And I working with you and looking at you and all. But you're not bulky. You're not masculine bulky. And let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, it's bulky. yeah, it's something that, you know, obviously I think about quite a lot. First of all, I think, you know, in our culture and our society as women, we are expected to not take up space that, you know, we're supposed to be small and there's still, although it is changing, I feel like in our lifetime, I've seen it change, mm. but there's still really the ideal is that we're supposed to be skinny and we're supposed to be sexy and that sexy means you're skinny. And that really just this like idea of not taking up space. And so this like fear of getting bulky and looking like a man, it's kind of funny in a way, if you think about it, because I, I'm like, really, like most men, the average guy is not like ripped. They, you know, like a, a middle-aged guy kind of has like a belly. I was like, I don't want to look like that. <laughs> Who would want to look like that? But yeah, I think, first of all, it's really hard to put on muscle. It takes a lot of concerted effort. So if you walk into a gym and, you know, you pick up a dumbbell, you're not going to get huge. Like that is like, I mean, I work very, very hard to, you know, gain and maintain muscle. So that's one, you know, myth that I think needs to be dispelled off the bat. And, you know, secondly, um, it's, I think it's, it's so good for our health and we can go into that more, you know, to build and maintain strength as we grow in years. It's like the key really. Let me ask a question here. Um, you mentioned that you've been doing yoga and Pilates for years when you got into CrossFit. Do you still do yoga and Pilates or... Has that sort of fallen by the wayside? Pilates, probably not so much. Although okay. I do incorporate Pilates, like mat floor exercises into my training and my coaching with my mm -hmm. um, my group fitness classes that I teach. And when I work with my clients one-on-one. -on -one. Um, yoga, yes, I still practice yoga. Okay. I try to go to a class. I mean, it's, you know, in my like, you know, list of things to do every week is make it to a class. <laughs> make it to um, but, a class. Yeah. So, but I practice on my own. I mean, I kind of do like a few minutes every morning. Okay. And at my retreats, I do teach or we do yoga. So yeah, yoga is something that is kind of been a lifelong thing. And I, I actually, I love it because it's such a balance. To, it's like the yin to the yang of CrossFit to me. It really is a great, um, like, it's just the, the opposite complement for me for CrossFit. Yeah, and I, I the reason I asked about Pilates is that Pilates and bar classes, which have mm -hmm. really become come into their own in the last few years, are great compliments I have found to overdevelop. I don't, I don't want to say overdeveloping; that's the wrong word. That they help to lengthen the muscles and yeah, and, for sure, keep keep you looking more like a dancer than a than a. Um, Body <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I love Pilates. I think it also, you know, my, the fact that I did, maybe I didn't have a competitive like sport background, but the fact that I had a yoga and Pilates and I surfed, you know, I had those, that body awareness and that mm -hmm. knowledge of, I've always been kind of a geek about, you know, the body, right. And <laughs> I, my favorite class in high school was anatomy and physiology. Like I just love that. But in Pilates, you really get in touch with, you know, your, those deep muscles and becoming aware of the articulation of your muscles and your bones. So yeah, I think it's a great practice. Okay, so let's get into why strength training. And, right. and here's what we're going to do. You're going to give me a reason and I'm going to give you a reason. And then you're going to give me a reason. And then I'm going to give you a reason. And we'll see how, how fat long we can go with this. <laughs> 
Right. So, you know, probably you hear this a lot, right? Women are starting to go through this hormonal shift and they feel like their metabolism is changing and everything that they used to do doesn't work anymore, right? And everything is like slowing down. But the the fact is that men and women lose muscle mass as we age. You know, it starts in our, maybe you might know the exact date, maybe your 30s, right? You start to, at a, you know, a percentage every year, I think it, what is it? Five to 10%. It's, you start to have to see not this that decline. high, but it's, it, you it, know, it, uh, per decade, I think it's about 5% per decade is what will happen if right. you just don't do anything. Yeah. So there's this natural decline in muscle mass and your muscle kind of rules your metabolism, right? Your muscle needs a certain amount of energy, just a certain amount of calories just to maintain that. So your body needs to burn that energy to maintain your muscle. So if that's declining, right, your energy burn is going to be declining anyway. So that's kind of going on. So metabolism. And, okay. So here's my turn. Osteoporosis. Okay. So for yes. huge thing for women above, uh, past menopause is that estrogen is feeding the bone and therefore the bone is not working quite the bone resorption and and building it process is not working as well after menopause bone like muscle builds when you put stress on it so when you are out doing lifting and uh body weight bearing exercise you're building bone so osteoporosis is huge you yes. break a hip, you break a hip past the age of 70, it's almost, it's a ridiculously high number that yeah. a bad outcome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. So um, strength training, not only does it build muscle, it builds your bones. So two, there's two, two one, right? Okay. <laughs> so the other thing I feel like is it's a confidence. So there's part of the mental game. So not just the physical, but the mental, like I mentioned earlier for me, when I started to feel like physically stronger, it carried over into every other aspect of my life. So I think part of, you know, getting older is maybe just not feeling confident in our body. So doing something that gives you this like confidence in your body is going to be a benefit. So that's another reason why it's important. Okay. So I'm going to go with core strength. So building our core strength and our functional strength is happens through strength training because you can't do decent strength training without engaging your core and core is so critical to our everyday functionality so if you're if all even if all you have to do is carry the cat food or the dog food in from the car you need that core strength to keep you on balance and from falling and that Feeds back to our osteoporosis. Yes. Discussion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yes. <laughs> a grip strength, right? So grip strength is it can be an indicator of longevity. There's tests that have been done, you know, scientific research where they can, you know, actually test how strong your grip is, and that can indicate, you know, how long you're going to live. So, you know, when I work with my clients, we do things like farmer carries, where you're literally just carrying something heavy. And building that grip strength. I mean, you may have experienced this, like how hard it is to, you know, twist off the lid of a jar. And I remember my grandmother, like literally not being able to do that. So it's something that declines and it's something that we need to keep building. So that's just another aspect of strength training that's going to be beneficial to us. And grip strength is very helpful when you go to the climbing gym. 
Just yes. say <laughs> with your <laughs> grandson. <laughs> um, right. Right. So so let's finally get to this one. Muscle weighs less. Uh, muscle weighs more than the uh, than the corresponding amount of fat. So when you take your fat and you use it to build muscle, your body gets smaller and it fits in clothes better and you feel like you look better. So even if you aren't l- losing weight, the stronger you are, the actually the better your body feels. Yeah, I think it's just that it's like there's this kind of notion that we need to keep doing more cardio, more cardio. And then, and, and that's great. That's great right, for your, you know, your cardiovascular system, for your heart and lungs, but it's not doing anything for your muscle and your bones. And really what we need to be doing is focusing on building our muscle because that is going to, like you said, it's, it, it's heavier than fat. It's going to burn the fat. It's going to, that's going to shift our metabolism. So the more that we can focus on strength training and, you know, still keep some of that cardio, but it's about how we're doing the strength training. So exactly a method to it. Exactly. So any, any others that you want to highlight, you know, you probably could go out and find them. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, there's another aspect and you might, you could probably talk about this because you're, it's more your area of expertise, but so we're talking about this like decline in hormones, right? And the, what the hormones did for our body was like produce certain responses and we can replicate that or have a similar effect with high intensity interval training with strength training. It gives us that like blast to our central nervous system that we're not getting from the hormones anymore, increasing our, you know, the growth hormone and the, even though we still have less testosterone, we're still going to get that boost. So it's a way to still get, you know, kind of a CNS response, central nervous system response that we're not getting from the hormones that we used to have. And it actually boosts our hormone production. So when you do, muscle is going to help women in particular produce testosterone is going to help you clear estrogen from your system. So, so estrogen should be cleared through your liver and kidney uh, liver function on a, on a regular basis. And the strength training is going to help that happen. So it's actually, and, and we could talk about insulin response all day, but um, we're not going to do that. (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. otherwise people are going to just so it it is um it's allowing your body to to uh use what circulating blood sugar you have as muscle fuel which gives you um gives your blood uh, your insulin places to put that extra sugar which means it doesn't go to fat and it actually does what it's supposed to do, which is fuel yeah. your body. And can I add on one more? <laughs> sure, go, go for it. So, and then we're going to talk um, about- You know, I, I mentioned this um, high intensity interval training, which is a, one of the method. When I talked about there's a method to the training, you know, when we talk about strength training, we want to be lifting something that is heavy, heavy enough so that that like last five reps is really hard. So for, you know, for someone that may be push-ups, it may be a body weight movement and the five reps are really hard. You know, for me, it may be, you know, 250 pounds on the barbell when I'm doing my deadlift, but whatever it is, the last five reps should be hard. And the interval training, when you do that high intensity interval training, where you're going, getting your heart rate up, lifting something heavy for, you know, 30 seconds, and then bring it back down for 30 seconds and doing rounds of that. There's an effect that happens where you continue 
increases your metabolism, right? And that continues for the 24 hour period after the exercise. And so let's talk, let, let me just say that high intensity interval training is a, is a technique that can be done in strength training. It can be done in functional slash core training. I've even seen, I've seen it in yoga classes, but certainly it can be done in cardio training. So literally that's the way I run is 30 yeah. seconds on 30 seconds walk, 30 seconds on 30 seconds walk. I think it's much more interesting too. It's, it's like, it's like a way to keep your brain <laughs> Instead of just like long and slow for hours, which to me is so boring. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah. But it, it's that yeah that effect of that post you know exercise twenty four hour period where you're still burning um, the energy. So if you're you know looking to make a body composition change, that's going to be really beneficial. Yeah, and when you do that high intensity interval training, it, you get me to geek out on on exercise, which I love doing. But you can do it. You can do it from wherever you are. So if yes. you're, if your thing, you know, if your level of fitness is doing wall push-ups, so instead of getting down mm -hmm. on your hands and knees or your hands and toes, um, if you're just pushing yourself on and off the wall, you can still do that 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. If your cardio is walking to the mailbox, you can still pick up your heart rate for 30 seconds and slow it down for 30 seconds. Even if you have to put a bench between you and the mailbox. I have a friend who right. literally went from 350 pounds, not being able to walk to her mailbox to being incredibly fit. And I think, I think around 130 pounds. She was right. The point is you can start where you are with what you have. Right. And I think, you know, you and I have experience working with coaches and we know the value of having a coach. And I think that's where a coach can come in is if, you know, I hear from a lot of women that they don't know where to start. They're afraid. They're not feeling confident in their body. They don't want to go to the gym looking like they look. They're feeling like really just not good about themselves. So, you know, a coach can help you, inspire you and motivate you and give you a structure and a plan to get you started where you are at meeting you where you're at. I mean, that's how I like to work with my athletes is that's, let's just that's start with I what you with have. Yeah. And maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's sitting up and down on your chair, you know, for 10 reps for three rounds, whatever it is, you know, you Wherever can start with what you have. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk, let's switch gears just a little bit. I want to ask you, because I know that in, in just a few weeks, you are having a, another another retreat in Palm Springs, and it sounded so fabulous. I signed up. Tell me a little bit about this retreat and why you hold retreats, and what what's so special about working in this kind of retreat setting in a physical manner. I know that, yeah. you know, we've all talked about spiritual retreats and development retreats and even silent retreats. I don't do silent retreats, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I haven't done that either. me not to talk. It would probably be good for <laughs> us, right? <laughs> yeah. So tell me about your retreat. <laughs> yeah. So the retreat is a realization of a vision that I've held for a very long time. And it really was about getting a group of women together in an amazing place where we could focus on working out and nourishing ourselves with good food and practicing mindfulness and just being together in like a supportive, inspiring environment away from our everyday lives. 
And I, um, I moved to Palm Springs about a year and a half ago. It's going to be two years this spring. And I found myself in this amazing place that, you know, the Native Americans have been going to for centuries as a healing location. It's an energy vortex. It is. It's, you know, it's this healing place. And so I was like, oh my God, this is the place I have to do this. So I started my first one actually two years ago uh, or a year ago. I'm sorry, uh, last October. And I, you know, rented an Airbnb and brought together, there were 13 women at the first one. And it was three days of yoga and mindfulness and workouts and amazing food and nutrition education. It's all this physical stuff, but there is an aspect of the, you know, spiritual mental that takes place that is underlying. And that's really key because when you remove yourself from your everyday life and you have this, you know, time to retreat, take a step back, you have this space where you can get in touch with yourself. And that's what I wanted to create too. It's really it's not just working on the physical strength, but it's accessing our inner wisdom and our inner strength and taking the time and space to have that and access that is really important. So you're you're not just like working out and getting in your body, which is great. You feel amazing physically, but you're getting this time to yourself to just be quiet and sit still and get in touch with who you are and connect with your own inner strength. So that's Sounds a big wonderful. So if somebody wanted to sign up for your retreat, you ha- um, can you tell somebody how to get there? And since yes. we're recording a couple of weeks early, um, there's a chance that you... There might be some spots open. <laughs> there yeah, might they, be I mean, some spots is, open is, and there um, might, be not, might you need to be on the waiting list. Might need, you need to get on the wait list, yeah. Either way, you can go to my website, lekafeinman.com, and there is, you know, on the top banner, it'll say Ignite Your Fire Retreat. Click on that. It'll take you to the webpage for the retreat, and it has information on how to sign up for it. And if, you know, it is limited to, I think there's 10 to 12 women. It's a small group experience, so it's it's somewhat limited, but definitely sign up on the wait list, you know, and hold your spot for the next one. Perfect. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear a little bit more about uh, some things from me. And we're going to come right back with Lekka. And she's going to give everyone her best tip, along with some information about how you can reach out to her if you're interested in coaching with her. And then we're going to get into things that are making us smile today. Are you running on empty? Do you wake up in the morning feeling like you're done for the day before you even get out of bed? Menopause can do that to you. The changes in menopause echo throughout your body, causing symptoms like depression, anger, GERD, weight gain, insomnia, and fatigue. The symptoms can last for decades. I've helped hundreds of women get better sleep, wake up full of energy that lasts the whole day, and ditch all the other symptoms that were dragging them down. I'd like to offer you a free consultation with me to find out how you can take control of your menopause journey and feel better now. You can schedule your time to talk at menopause.guru slash consult. Hi, we're back. And I'm here with Lekka Feynman, coach and health coach and retreat coordinator extraordinaire and crossfit athlete 
number five in the world this year and looking to improve next year. I can't wait to see what she does next year. Leka, what would your top piece of advice for women who are going through menopause, either through perimenopause or all the way through postmenopause? Because I think it's going to be the same thing. Probably. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about this, you know, in the beginning of our conversation, but it's really about strength training. So I would say, you know, the the greatest advice I could give you is if you're not already, you know, practicing a regular strength training routine to add that into your routine. And that should ideally look like two to three times a week, 20 to 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be hours in the gym. It doesn't have to, you know, you don't think that you have to start out you know, lifting something super heavy, start where you are. It might just be for you, you know, doing plank holds or, um, you know, sit-ups or push-ups. But like I said, getting to the point where five repetitions of a movement feels challenging for you and, you know, work that into your routine and you're going to start to see benefits. The amazing thing and the incredible thing and the wonderful thing is that women respond very quickly to strength training you know, research has shown that in just a few sessions, you start to see gains. So I really encourage you to start wherever you're at, and it's not too late to start. Thank you. That is fabulous advice. If you need help in getting started, I know this is something that I incorporate in my my coaching, and I know that LECA coaches specifically around this and both of us work worldwide so Lekka how can they find you so the best way to find me is through my website LekkaFeynman.com I'm also on Instagram at LekkaFeynman and you can find me on Facebook as well and uh, I mean we didn't talk too much about that but there you know there is a nutrition component I know you you know guide people in that area but that is also an area of expertise um you know people say you can't out train a bad diet so <laughs> That's probably a topic for a whole nother podcast. Absolutely. (laughs) That's important also. Okay. So let's talk three things that are making you smile and we'll, we'll alternate with this. So number one thing making you smile today. Well, I am smiling today because I'm really excited about a new opportunity um, that I am just starting working with a fitness brand. I can't say too much because I had to sign an NDA, (laughs) but it is, um, I can tell you that it is a piece of equipment. Uh, It is a rowing machine and I am going to be featured as one of their athletes guiding um, their members uh, through on-screen workouts. So I'm really excited about that. So this is something, this is something really cool. It's sort of like a Peloton kind of thing. Peloton for biking. concept. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Rowing yeah. And I don't know. Um, I love rowing. So I think that's, that's really awesome. So one of the things that I am smiling about today is health. Um, recently, my husband had a health scare and it turned out to be a pretty much non-event. So I'm smiling oh, about, oh, oh, about health and being able to, um, honestly, the best thing about turning 65 was Medicare. <laughs> so for, for those of you who, um, who aren't, aren't fully insured, I hope that you find a way to insurance and being able to, um, meld holistic health and 
traditional allopathic health care. Okay, like a number two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, that is, that is a big one. Um, I'm also smiling because, um, I, you know, I have two daughters, one is 20 and one just turned 24 and they, um, they just make me smile. And I got to talk to both of them yesterday. Um, they're both, you know, amazing, strong, beautiful women that are making the world a better place. So that just makes me smile. (laughs) And I can't wait. I, I'm hoping that you're going to bring them both to the retreat. Yeah, they help it, out on the retreats. One of them it, does the cooking. She's an amazing chef. And the other, the older one is the, uh, you know, my on-site event manager. So that's a, that's awesome. a really wonderful thing that they're a part of it too. Great. Um, so my second one is also family. And uh, recently my grandson turned seven. Um, and it just thinking about him makes me smile and knowing that I am staying healthy enough and active enough to be the grandma that can go to the climb. I I do go to the climbing gym with him. Sometimes I climb and sometimes I just belay him, but it's so much fun to be able to have, to be that active with my grandson. Yeah. That's inspiring. That's like one of my goals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you're not you're not too eager to have those grandkids. Well, I know I keep telling my kids, no pressure, but I'm ready. <laughs> not too soon. Yeah, not too soon. Okay, number three. So I'm also smiling today. I get to go work with my train, my coach. Um, my she's my um, CrossFit coach. Her name is Sage Bergner. She's an amazing coach, and I'm I feel so privileged. I, I mentioned this earlier. You know, you and I both invest in coaching, but she is my um, you know, training coach, and I get a session with her today. So I'm just like delighted. It's I have to drive quite a ways to see her. And um, but that's exciting, a little bit scary, but exciting. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with number three is that the weather here in Louisiana, as I said, we're, we're uh, recording this a few weeks in advance of its airing. Um, so we're in the middle of gorgeous fall weather for Louisiana, which oh, doesn't nice. look like fall weather in New England, but it is just an incredible, um, it, it just makes me feel like it's time to get out and get active and, and be in the world again. So yeah. thank you so much for coming and visiting with me today. Lekka, um, all the information about how to contact Lekka can be found in the show notes. It can also be found in the, um, on the front page of my website, menopausematterspodcast.com. And I'm so glad you came and I'm looking forward to seeing you in just a few weeks at your yes. retreat. Thank you so much, Sean. It's a pleasure to be here and I'm so excited for your podcast and to get to see you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, Five Tips to Get Better Sleep Tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you.